0: Make sure to subscribe, share with your friends, and enjoy the episode. All right, well, welcome back, everyone. I'm super excited because I have a friend that I met on Instagram. What was it 2017? Something like that, maybe 2018. I don't remember, it was several years ago. And I followed her on Instagram, and I was like, This girl is so cool! Like, <laughs> she's just awesome. And um, I started following other accounts through her and met some friends through that. And um, she's friends with some of my friends, and it's just an awesome circle of friendships. I love it. And this girl just has such an amazing heart for the Lord and really just inspired me several years ago. And um, she just has been using this account to bring glory to God, and um, she's doing some new things on her. Account too, which I'm sure maybe she'll talk about. We'll see. So um, this conversation that we're gonna have today is gonna be awesome. Super excited about it. So I would just like to welcome everyone. My friend Abby, welcome.
1: Hi, hi everyone. Oh my goodness, I am so excited and so honored and so humbled to be on Kayla's podcast today. And I'm truly just so excited for what God's gonna do. Um, whenever Kayla first asked me. I literally wanted to jump for joy because this is a subject that I've wanted to talk about for so long and a story that I've wanted to share for so long because there are so many people who um, do struggle with this topic. And so,
0: yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. Thank you, Kayla. Yes. Yeah. You know, um, It's been just super fun seeing how God has been growing your account and growing you through the years. And I mean, like 27, 2018 to now 2021 is, you know, it's a big time. And just watching you transition from where you were in that point to now and like, you know, seeing all that God has been doing in your life is just so fun to watch as a sister in Christ. So um, I'm super pumped about, you know, what the Father has placed on your heart to share today. And I I know it's going to be a good conversation. So everyone, you're going to want to stick around. for this one um, but I would love to start this off with you telling us a little bit about yourself.
1: Yes. Yeah. so before I even start talking about myself I want to share this Bible verse and Revelation 12 11 says and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony mm-hmm. and truly that is what we're doing here today we are choosing to overcome not only by the blood of the lamb but by the word of our testimony. So I am so excited. I will say it a thousand times because I'm just pumped. Um, but yeah, my name is Abby Rose. I'm 19 years old. Um, I just graduated from college with my degree as a physical therapist assistant. So I still have a couple of more clinicals. Um, I have some tests to take, so I'm not 100% done with schooling yet, but I absolutely love this career. I love the ministry that it is. I love getting to meet new people, getting to connect with their hearts on a daily basis. It is Incredible. Um, I live on a ranch in Louisiana with my family. Love my family. They're crazy and loud and we have the best of times. Um, Yeah, I love leading worship. I love people and I love writing. Um, I have written two books. One of them I published when I was 16. It is a poetry letter devotional book. I'm not really sure what category it falls under, Um, but it's called A Letter for the One and it's available on Amazon. Um, and then my second book that I have written, it's not yet published, um, it's called Dancing in the Deep, and it is the story of how I overcome overcame fear. um, And that will be available on Amazon whenever it is published. Um, We had a release date set. We actually had like three different release dates set. And every single time God just had something better in store. So right now we're just in this season of waiting for the book to be 100% finished. Um, So if you follow me on social media, then I promise you will see whenever that is released because I'm so excited to get to share my story. (laughs) But yeah, that is a little bit about me.
0: Yeah, I love that. And, you know, I think as we have said before, but the Lord definitely has perfect timing for everything because, you know, like, I think, weren't you going to publish a book last year in the summer or like the fall? I thought it was last year sometime. So yes, you know, yes, like, seeing how COVID has come in and like created a lot of fear in the hearts of people all around to where we are now, which, you know, obviously there's still a lot of fear. Um, but just seeing like God was like, nope not right now. Like, you know, and, um, now he's like, no, this is the perfect timing right now. And so I don't know. I just think it's amazing how God works. It's so cool. Um, that's awesome. So before we jump into our conversation, I would love to hear from you. What has God been teaching you lately?
1: Oh my goodness. So I absolutely love this question, but anytime anybody asks me, I freak out because I'm like, what of the 20 things that I'm learning right now do (laughs) I share? Um, but, You know, recently I really have just been so inspired by the specific phrase um, that God has given me, and that is to invite Him into every detail of our day in our lives. And God is omnipresent, He is always with us. But I think there is so much beauty in waking up in the morning and inviting God to be with you throughout your day, whatever that looks like. God, meet my needs, or God, you know, give me peace, give me your strength, um, whatever that looks like. I think it's so much more beautiful, not just to live life for God's glory, but to invite him into every single detail and to experience and to keep, keep that conversation going throughout the day. Just anytime that you see someone that you want to love better, just Talking to God about, please, God, equip me with your love. Help me to respond and react in the ways that you have called me to. And really just inviting Him to show Himself exceedingly and abundantly more in every single encounter, in every single situation. um, That's been something that's really been blowing my mind that life can become so much more beautiful whenever we allow ourselves to truly seek the Father in every single moment, in every single encounter, in every single interaction with
0: His people. Mm, That is so beautiful. I love that. And, you know, to kind of, you know, I I don't know, tie with that or whatever. um, You know, God definitely, I've heard the saying, like, he's definitely a gentleman, like he's not going to force himself in, right? And so Mm -hmm. we do have to invite him in, like, he's standing at the door, he's waiting, he's knocking, and he is there. But he's not going to force himself in. He's waiting for us to invite him in. So oh, I love that girl. That is awesome. So good. And, you know, that actually kind of dives into um, fear and what we are talking about today is just inviting him in those places as well. So I love that. So um, you talked about writing a book and it's about fear, obviously. So I would love for you to talk about um, or just tell us how, you know, kind of give us the story of how fear overtook you in the first place, what you learned from that journey, how God has set you free from it, you know, just give us the story about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So obviously I have written a book on this and I could talk on and on and on about (laughs) it. Um, But I can remember a time in my life where a friend of mine, a dear friend of mine um, expressed to me that she was struggling with fear. And I remember just sitting there and like trying to understand what that was like, because I had never struggled with fear at that point in my life. And so it was not something that I struggled with from my childhood. Um, but around my teenage years, when I was about 14, 15 years old, I started struggling with a lot of health problems. Um, I would have asthma attacks, sinus infections, ear infections, you name it, I was basically having it. Um, I was passing out, I was having migraines, I was having so many issues. Um, the doctors didn't know what was going on. They didn't. They ran multiple tests, they put me on multiple medications and they couldn't figure out what the ma- what the problem was. Um, And what was the matter with me? So this went on for a couple of months of just no answers and so many questions. Um, And it got to the point where my doctor prescribed me a specific medication. um, And I have always been one of those people that tries not to take medication. My body just doesn't normally respond well to it. But at this point, I was literally desperate. Like I had to do something to do something to get better Mm -hmm. and so I started taking this medication and within probably three days I noticed that something was wrong and something was off but I didn't understand what that was and one of the side effects of the medication was anxiety and another side effect was depression so as I continued to take this medication I not only was struggling with my physical symptoms but I was now struggling with mental symptoms Mm -hmm. and that began my really my onset of anxiety coupled with depression. So continuing on, um, I wasn't only now having trouble breathing because of my asthma attacks, now I was having trouble breathing, I felt like I was suffocated by the anxiety. I would lay awake at night and literally just beg God to show me what I could do to fix this because I didn't understand what was going on in my body. I didn't understand that there was literally a chemical imbalance now due to the medication that I was taking. I didn't understand that. Um, I thought I was doing something wrong. I thought I had to fix something in my life. Um, I thought God was punishing me. I viewed it as... Just this ultimate punishment from God and I just had to do one thing to fix it and it would all be better. Mm-hmm. So I was struggling with not only the physical and the mental but now I had all this shame on me feeling like I had felt God and that God didn't love me anymore and that I had somehow let him down. Um, I felt very secluded, very isolated, very alone. I was sick so I didn't leave my house a lot. Um, the only people I saw were my family. Um, I may talk about this a little bit later on, but my mother was incredible in the fact that she didn't let me sit in my fear. Um, My mom was really a big advocate for me. She would make me get up out of my bed, go do something. Like she knew that I felt bad. She knew I was struggling, but she wouldn't let me sit there. She wouldn't let me stay in that fear. So I owe a lot to my mom just for her love, um, her love that I didn't understand at the time, but it really, really helped save my life later on. But anyways, I continued for the next couple of months struggling with all these physical symptoms and it got to the point of just pure desperation. So I ended up praying and fasting and we were led to a holistic uh, doctor um, and he actually identified a food allergy in my life. I cut out the food and within a week, all of my physical symptoms were gone. But just because my physical symptoms were gone, um, it didn't mean that I had mental healing. That was where my fight and my journey began. And I realized how bad that anxiety and fear had overtaken my life. One um, Sunday night, I was going to lead worship for the first time since I had struggled with all of my health problems. And I have led worship for years of my life. I've never had any issues with being on stage. I've never had any issues with you know, I just love it. I love leading worship, but I was so paralyzed by fear that night. That was the worst, one of the worst attacks of fear in my life that I can recall. And I remember wanting to run and go hide in the bathroom stall, just so I didn't have to go out and lead worship that night. It was so, so bad. And I realized This fear has overtaken my life, and I don't know what to do about it. So nonetheless, that night, I struggled with the worst fear I've ever struggled with. I still went out on stage. I still led worship, and I left that night realizing that was terrible. Like, I hated every single moment of that, but I was okay. Everything that fear told me was going to happen, it didn't happen. Jesus Mm -hmm. led me through, and that was the start of my journey of overcoming fear. And we'll talk about it a little bit later on, but simply said, how I overcame fear in my life was viewing it as even when I'm afraid, do it anyway. Mm. Fear is going to attack, but it is my choice what I do in response to that. And that is truly the story of how I overcame fear in my life.
0: Wow. That is amazing, Abby. And like, I love that, that what you said, it's just like, you know, even when I'm afraid, like. I still got to go for it. Like, I still got to take those steps. And um, actually, my pastor gave a beautiful picture this past weekend at church. He was saying that um, when you're climbing up a mountain, especially here in Colorado, we have these massive mountains, right? So when you're climbing up this big mountain, you get to this peak or this summit and you're like, "Yay, I made it to the top. But then you look up and you see, no, there's more. And so you start climbing up and you make it and you're like, yeah, I made it to the top. And then you see that it's more. Right. And so he was just saying like, you do feel like once you keep getting to these summits, you do want to stop and you do want to stop. But he said like, you got to just keep on going. And so I hear that in your testimony. is like, especially for that one night when you were struggling with fear, you just kept on going. And that's, that's terrifying. I've been in that spot before. And that's scary. That's super scary. And, you know, you all could be listening to this and you could automatically know that spot that Abby is talking about right now. But what she's saying, and I think is so good that people need to listen to is just, you know, keep on, keep on pressing forward, keep on moving forward. So, Um, wow, girl, I am, I'm so grateful for what God has brought you through. And I know it's been a hard journey, but man, he's, he's using you through it. So I'm really grateful for that. Wow. Well, cool. So um, i put out a little question box on Instagram to see kind of what people wanted to ask you about fear. Um, I didn't tell them it was you. So (laughs) these are people just asking. Um, So one of the people said, Um, they were asking, is fear a sin? Or like, is it, you know, a sin to be afraid?
1: Yeah, I'm so glad that someone asked this question. Um, This was something that I struggled with a lot. Like I was talking about earlier, there was just so much shame on me whenever I was struggling with fear. Um, And I didn't really know what the proper view of fear was. And I didn't know the proper response to it. And I think that that's something that we so desperately need to learn as Christians. We need to understand what fear is and then understand how to respond to that in a Christ-like way. Yeah. So I want to start off this question by, by just saying that fear is a natural human response. And if it wasn't, then you wouldn't find throughout the word of God so many situations where before someone went out and did something, Christ commanded Do not be afraid. There are so many commands throughout the word of God. Do not be afraid. Be not afraid. Whatever that looks like. But there's this constant command of don't let fear control you. And that is because he knows, he knows that fear is just a natural human response. Just like we sin every single day, we're going to be tempted to be afraid. It's just who we are as people who need Christ. The problem isn't that you're tempted to be afraid. The problem is whenever fear becomes an identity in your life. It's whenever fear becomes an idol and it's whenever fear controls your life. I want to read a verse, Revelation 21 8. And in this verse, it talks about the different, I guess you could say categories of people that will find themselves in the lake of fire. and. In here you find ones that you, you would assume you have murderers and you have idolaters and you have liars and sorcerers, you know, those are pretty, like you would automatically think, Oh, well, there's a place in hell for these specific categories of people. But what absolutely shocks me and like gets me every single time is that he doesn't start off with the liars and the idolaters. He starts off with the fearful and unbelieving. And then it goes on to name the rest shall have their part in the lake, which burneth with fire. He starts with the fearful. And the thing about this isn't that it, you know, he doesn't say those who are tempted to fear or those who struggle with fear in their life, they're gonna have their place in the lake of fire. He says, but the fearful, Hmm. that word is an identity. Hmm. And the issue with fear comes, whenever it comes into our lives is again, like I said earlier, we have this choice of faith or fear. But whenever we see a situation that makes us afraid and we choose fear, we push ourselves into the category of the fearful. But whenever we see a situation and we have fear and we choose faith, that pushes us into the category of the faithful. You cannot choose fear and faith at the same time. So specifically in this verse, it shows us how dangerous fear is in our lives. And it continues on and unbelieving. So fear and doubt, you know, those are very interchangeable. Second Timothy 1.7 also says, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So we know that the spirit of fear is not from God. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but God has come that he may give us life and life more abundantly. And we have to choose to walk in that. The other day, or actually a couple of months ago, um, a friend of mine that I love dearly, she posted on Facebook and she said in her caption, she put, fear is not a sin. And the comments after that, it, it absolutely blew my mind because everybody was angry. Every, they didn't even know what the other person believed. They just were like all firing off. They were angry because this topic is just so controversial. But I want to come at it from a different perspective. Um, Because we can sit here all day. I can't twist the word of God. I can't make it what it's not. Like, that is God's word that I just shared with you guys. And there are so much more that I could have shared in this podcast. Um, But the thing is, why would we want to justify fear in our lives? Whether it was a sin or not, why would we want to look at fear in the face, the dangerous, dangerous fear in the face, and say, oh, well, it's not a sin, so I'm going to allow it in my life. Either way, fear is dangerous. It is dangerous and it will steal so much from us. He has come that we may have abundant life. So why would we choose something that is pure death, pure Mm -hmm. evil, pure, it literally steals all life from within us. So again, I shared the word of God. That is the word of God. I can't make it any different, but I want to ask you coming from a different perspective why would we want to justify fear in our lives? Why would we want to allow it to continue in our lives and build up and become an identity? I don't want to be identified by fear. I don't want my life to be controlled by fear. I know what that's like. I lived like that and I don't want to live like that. And I truly believe anybody who's listening to this podcast right now who has had fear control their life or currently is in this just being controlled by fear, you don't want that to be your identity.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's so good, Abby. And yeah, man, I'm, I'm thinking about everything you said. That was so powerful. And I think so many people, they do get wrapped up on the idea or they, they get stuck in this trap of, um, oh, no, now I'm I'm starting to fear about everything. Or, you know, this question, this person asking this question, they get so wrapped up in this idea of, you know, fear being a sin that they they just focus directly on on that, that it does become your identity. It does become an idol like you were talking about, but focus on the things that Abby just read directly from the word of God, like open up his word and see like, no, like, the verse that you shared in the very beginning, like we can overcome this by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Like we are conquerors through Christ. He gives us strength. He tells us that we can push through to be strong, to be courageous, but we have to lean upon him. It's not in our own strength. And it's not, um, you know, it's not, our identity is not like, you know, our idol now, like we are relying upon him because he is the one who is going to get us through those, those storms and those fears. And so um, I just, I love everything that you shared. And I think a lot of people can look back or listen back to this and take notes on all that you shared, just because that's all powerful stuff. And like you said, that's hard to, to read that Um, And to see, you know, those verses that talk about that, but it's truth. And we we have to realize, okay, God's serious about this. Like, this isn't just a thing that we need to realize and then put off to the side. Like, we got to deal with it. It's a root issue. And so, um, man, I, I love everything you shared. So, so good. So um, how would you suggest for people to respond to fear? I mean, you kind of already talked a little bit about it, but um, if you have anything else you'd like to share regarding that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Going back earlier, I'm going to say it a thousand times. It's probably, I don't even even know. I probably need to count it and see how many times I put it in my book, but the phrase do it anyways, like even when you're afraid, do it anyways. And again, going back to what we were talking about earlier with the category, like fearful or faithful. You either have one in every situation. Whenever fear comes and attacks, you have two options. Which one are you going to choose? But one story that I really, really love that I think kind of drives this home is um, the story of the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. This is found in Daniel, um, and I encourage you guys to go read this whole passage because I'm not going to read the whole thing um, just for time's sake, but it's so, so powerful. But there is something that these three Hebrew boys, there's this principle that these three Hebrew boys took and applied to their lives that not only changed the course of their lives, but also changed the course of those who watched and those who were a part of their story. King Nebuchadnezzar was changed, and that is that you get to choose whether or not you bow. So in this story... These three Hebrew boys find themselves in this position where everybody around them is screaming at them, telling them, bow to this idol. Everyone around them is bowing to it. They are the only three that are outside of the norm. They're the only three that are choosing to stand. And that is because they applied that principle that you get to choose whether or not you bow. In our lives, we're going to have those times where it feels like fear is screaming at us, saying this is your only option, but it is never your only option. It is never your only option because you get to choose whether or not that you bow. Daniel three seventeen through 18 says, If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. So these boys are looking this situation that I'm sure was filled with fear in the face. They know what the outcome on on the outside supposed to look like. Like they're supposed to burn in this fiery furnace, but they're looking at that and they are realizing that they have a choice. They chose not to bow and they will continue to choose not to bow, even if their outcome looks a little bit different. And I think that that's something that took me a really long time to apply to my life is that I told God, okay, well I'll do this for you as long as this is what the outcome looks like. But that's not how it works, because Christ will always know what's best for us beyond what we could ever think or imagine. He is always working and orchestrating our lives to be exceedingly and abundantly above all that we could ever ask, think, or imagine. And some situations are going to make absolutely no sense, (laughs) and that's okay. It's not about understanding it all. It's not about the outcome being what we want, but it's about the choice that we make in the midst of the trial, the choice that we make. Am I going to be identified as fearful? Or am I going to be identified as faithful? That truly matters. A second point that I want to make is that it's so important to silence the lies with the truth. We have got to immerse ourselves in the word of God and allow it to live in us and breathe through us and become and be alive and active. His word is alive and active. And it's so important to know his word. It's so important to read throughout the Bible and find the different situations in which it looks like it wasn't gonna turn out okay. But because they chose faith and because they walked in God's will for them and God's plan for their lives and because they allowed room for God to do more than they could even imagine, that's whenever they saw exceedingly and abundantly more and fear is worth it or faith is worth it not fear faith is worth it every single time and fear must be silenced in our lives for us to be able to see that
0: amen yes faith over fear let's go (laughs) oh yeah oh girl that was so good man I I'm like I'm mentally taking notes because I just I love everything that you shared and um I love too how you share like you got to go to the word like there's no other choice. Like you got to go and read his word because there's so many people that I've noticed, at least in our Christian culture that is starting to grow is um, definitely focused on ourselves more. And like, how can I get through this? How can I make myself feel better? You know, like all these things and we're going further away from, okay, yes, I'm struggling with this, but Jesus Christ, like he is the one who's conquered the grave, but how can I know all of this without turning to his word, you know? And so um, I just, I love that you shared all this. And um, personally, I know that I have struggled um, with fear in the past and um, specifically actually at the beginning of corn or Corona with quarantine last year. And um, actually I had acne that was going all over my face. Like I have not had acne that bad. And it was like all the cystic acne and it was painful. It was embarrassing and um what god taught me through that is i did have a root of fear that I was trying to come up again from my past and um my body was reacting to that and so he just uh taught me a lot during that time but one of the times or one of the verses that he taught to me during that time was first john 4:18 which says there's no fear in love but perfect love cast out all fear and um when I heard that I was like okay obviously when I look at my skin I don't feel perfect I don't feel beautiful I you know I see these scarring and I still have scars now from that time but I know that I can be perfected in his love and then from that place knowing that I am so very loved by the king of kings then it does cast out all that fear and so after sharing that verse I would love to ask you how can a person be perfected in love
1: Yeah, yeah, I love that question. Um, goodness, this verse just like it gets me every single time I read it. But I want to just encourage anybody listening right now that you could not be more loved with a more perfect love. Like, Christ's heart towards you doesn't change based on whether you choose faith or fear, He still loves you, He still loves you. There's no shame, there's no condemnation in Christ he loves you so much, but it is your choice to walk in that identity. You are already loved so perfectly by his love, but you have to make that your identity. Whenever Christ died on the cross, he made your victory for sure. Like you have the victory, but you have to walk in that. You have to choose him. You have to choose faith every single day. So I know it's kind of short and sweet, but Truly, I just want whoever listens right now to understand that you could not be more loved with a more perfect love. That is your identity, your identity in Christ, but it's your choice to walk in that identity and you don't have to do it alone. He is with you. He is there to help you and he is there to absolutely blow your mind with his great plans for you, but you are so, so loved and fear cannot take that away
0: from you. Mm, Amen. And I think from a lot of those places of trying to take fear over, you know, trying to deal with this battle, we can try to take control and try to take things into our own hands. Um, Obviously, we have to release this control and surrender it to God. And so I would love to ask you, how do you um, or how would you suggest to people to release that control of holding on to fear in full surrender to God?
1: Yeah, I think it really, for me personally, it comes down to understanding like who my God is. He's so powerful and powerful is not even the word that begins to describe his power. We talked about it a little bit earlier, but he has so much in store and he can do and will do exceedingly and abundantly more than we could ever ask, think, or imagine. And it's so important to understand who he is is and who he is in my life. And he can carry my burden and he can carry me. I'm not left alone to try to figure this thing out on my own. Every single time I surrender, he will take that away from me and he will give me his peace that passes all understanding. Matthew 11:28 28 through 30 says, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He is our place of refuge. He is our place of rest. It goes on to say, Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Psalm 34, 4 says, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all of my fears. And Isaiah 35, 4 says, Say to them that are of a fearful heart, Be strong. Fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, even God with a recompense. He will come and he will save you. Mm. I think it's so beautiful to know that he is fighting our battles. And sometimes, to be quite honest, I give up the fight. Like it feels like I can't do it anymore. And in those times, it's okay to rest in the Father. You're You're not giving up this fight. You're just resting, and that's okay to do that. It's okay to say, God, I am overwhelmed, and I feel like today I cannot hold this fear, so I need you to hold me, and he doesn't look at you and say, oh, here she comes again. He wants to hold you. He wants to comfort you. That is who he is as your heavenly father, and all I have to do is sit there in his presence and praise him. and be with him, and allow him to be God in my life, and allow myself to understand I cannot do this on my own. I wasn't made to do it on my own. I have to have his help, and just allowing him to be who he is in my life, and allowing myself to rest in his peace, and his presence, and just truly surrender.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, I think of the story of Peter so often uh, when he is on the boat and Jesus is walking towards him or towards them. um, And, you know, the storms are rushing and, you know, Jesus just simply says like, come on out, like, just follow me here. And we all know the story. Peter goes, He's, you know, already walking on the water and then fear does fill him up and he looks below and falls deep. Right. And so um, just with everything you're saying is like, we do have to keep our eyes on Jesus and we do have to let go of that control because he does want to give us that freedom and he does want to give us that, that peace and that hope and that strength. And he does want to be that anchor to our soul. But we have to look to him first. We can't be looking down at our feet and trying to figure things out with fear, you know, and being like, oh, what is happening? Like, we got to keep our eyes on him. And so um, I just, I love everything that you shared. That was so beautiful and so good. So um, you've talked a lot about faith, you know, being faithful over fear. So how do you find faith during the fear? And then how do you put your hope in the Lord during those times?
1: Oh my goodness, I think it's so crazy that you just brought up Peter because that was the next point I wanted to make. Um, So it's just crazy like how God does that. (laughs) But truly in the times where I am afraid, I have to remember kind of going back to what I said earlier, but remember how God has brought me through time and time again and would I choose, struggling with fear for myself, probably not. Um, I, you know, it's hard and it still is a struggle every single day to choose faith over fear. But I will say that one beautiful thing that has come out of it is so many stories to tell other people. Like I could go on and on and on about this time and this time and this time that God delivered me and God led me through and God gave me a story to tell and what I really, really love is that I feel like I can understand Peter's perspective, and I want to specifically read um, a verse and kind of make a point that I feel like is me, Um, and this is in Matthew 14. It's Peter walking on the water. It says, And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me. Come upon the water. So Peter acknowledged, and Peter knew and Peter remembered from his past that the only person that could empower him to walk on the water was Jesus. Mm-hmm. So notice that it, it's not Jesus saying, Hey, you need to come out in the water. It's Peter literally acknowledging the fact that his God is the only one who can help him walk on this water. So mm-hmm. he acknowledges this and he tells God, like, literally, like, tell me to come on the water. Help me to walk on this water if it's truly you. And then Jesus beckons him, come. And then we see later on throughout the passage of scripture how he does look down and he does look at the waves and he's overwhelmed. But Jesus doesn't say, well, you know, you you started this whole You started this whole adventure with faith and now you chose fear. Like, I'm just going to let you sink. Like he still leans in and pulls you up. And I know that knowing who my God is, that I'm, I'm going to choose faith over fear. But in the moments where I do fail, because there are moments that, you know, I am a sinner and I'm imperfect and I'm going to strive to choose faith over fear in every situation. But there are moments where I am afraid and I do fail. The heart of my heavenly father is not to punish me because I made a mistake, but the heart of my heavenly father is reaching back into the waves and pulling me up anyways and embracing me Mm -hmm. and so truly just finding faith during the fear and putting my hope in the Lord during the worst moments of anxiety is just remembering who he is remembering his heart remembering what he's done for me in the past and just knowing that he has so much good in store for me Mm -hmm. and his heart is not to punish me but his heart is to love me and that is truly what has led me to change
0: wow Ah, so good. And just your testimony and, you know, all that God has taught you through all this and now writing this book and man, like, I just, that's the part I love is that the enemy, he tries his hardest to place these things in our life to cause us to sin, you know, to do all these things because he wants to destroy us. Like you said in the beginning, he wants to kill, he wants to destroy and God takes these things and he creates them into a beautiful masterpiece and like this he's created you to share it with others and to bless others, to encourage others, to write this book. Now this book is going to, you know, I believe going to get out in the world and going to bless so many people. And so it's just so amazing to see how like God takes these things that the enemy meant for evil, but God intends it for good. And it's just so, so good. So just remember that friends, like when you are struggling with fear, like Abby said, just choose that faith over fear, but also know you will get through this by the blood of the lamb, and know, too, that he will use this for your good, and so, um, Abby, do you have any other final thoughts before I ask you, where people can find you, and all of those wrap-up questions? (laughs) Oh my goodness,
1: Um, yeah, like I said, there's just so much that I could say, and there's a lot in my book, I share my story, again, just of how I struggled with fear, Um, but a lot on how um, just you can walk in victory um, over fear. And I just want to kind of end this by just saying that, yes, you can walk in victory over fear. And I know it. if you are right in the middle of just feeling like you're overcome with fear, I understand that. I was in that place for so, so long. But I just want to encourage you that you're not exempt from Christ's power. You're not exempt from his love. He loves you as his child. And he wants you to live exceedingly and abundantly more than you are right now. So, I just want to leave you guys with that, let you know that you are so, so loved. Mm,
0: Yes. Yep. Take a big note for that one, everyone. (laughs) Put it on a sticky note. I don't care. (laughs) So, so good. All right. Well, Abby, I would love to um, hear all the links and all the, you can find me here and here and here. So go for it, girl.
1: (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yes. So I want to connect with you guys. Please, please, please connect with me. Um, On my Instagram, I have my main account is dear.abby.rose. On this account, um, I do share stories, obviously, like I've shared today, overcoming um, fear. I'm also an advocate in the pro-life ministry, so I post a lot there just of how we're loving women in unplanned pregnancies and just some incredible things that God is doing through that. Um, I'm also in a relationship with an incredible guy who inspires me every single day to just seek the Lord, so I share Just what God's teaching me through that. Um, I share a lot on my Instagram page. So again, that is dear.abby.rose. I would love to connect with you. If you go from this podcast to follow me on Instagram, please DM me and let me know. I would love to connect with you. I would love to talk with you um, if you have any further questions or just want someone to talk with. And then I also have a Facebook and it is Abby Rose. So both of those outlets I use and would love to connect with you with. And then again, if you go onto Amazon, type in a letter for the one, that is the first book that I published. And then stay tuned on my social media accounts because I will be sharing whenever I publish my second book, which is the story of how I overcome fear.
0: So uh, thank you so much, Kayla. It was such a joy to be here today. Yes, thank you so much. And everyone go check out her social media links, go buy the book, all the jazz. Um, Abby's an awesome person and you definitely will see the father's heart in her life. So thank you so much, Abby.